internets. My name is Johnny Womack, and of course, I've got Deuce. Deuce, baby. <laughs> of course, this is the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce. Every episode of the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce starts off with the Deuce salute. Let's do it. Cecil, do it. Exploded was, on him. Was, it's uh, cool. As a deuce, or not deuce, as like our, our friend Jeff, our, our very fine person, Jeff from uh, Victor Smith Laws, would like to say, because he's our legal counsel, would like to say, that was a lip uh, dicko. <laughs> deuce, so, I think you're very happy right now. This, this I'm is the happiest I've seen you on the on this recording. There's going to be a lot of fun times. And that, and that Modelo was no, like, it was very happy. It was very happy. No, no, no. Pull it out. Pull it out. Pull it out. We're going to put these three mics together, and let's see what this Modelo will do. Let's pull it together. That was better. That was better. That was good. That was a full-on digger, but it was, uh, let me tell you, that was semi-flash. Cheers to everyone at home, whatever you're cheers drinking. Cheers to everybody. Cheers. Cheers, cheers, cheers. cheers. Of course, uh, we are the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. We are a twice-weekly podcast dropping on Tuesdays and Fridays for your listening pleasure. And uh, we love to have guests with us. And, of course, back by popular demand, we have Cecil Grimes and we have Tara Oz. And uh, you guys, welcome back to the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Man, good to be here. Thank yeah. you to have us. Look at that nice sound there. I like that. I like that. The nice sultry sound. He got sound really there. close. He was he, like, yeah. Let me tell you what, brother. Yeah, he was looking at me with the sex eyes. I was like, I know. <laughs> he's so charismatic. Weird, time. He <laughs> yeah. one time. And that, it, that made me remind me it was good. He, he puts like, the happy with the happy the hour, Johnny and Deuce. It's he's very happy. Yeah. Yeah. We I, I all like want to be here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling very, very happy right now, too. So, of course, um, Let's let's introduce uh, Cecil Grimes. W- what do you do, sir? For people who have first listened to our podcast episode, what do you do? Uh, well, right now I'm uh, impersonating, you know, uh, Rick Grimes from The Walking Dead. Uh, my real name is Cecil Garner, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, Cecil Grimes is kicked right in. It is, and I ran with it. It works for me, Cecil G. You never know what's on the end, so it works. Uh, I like that. Works across the board. Of course, you can find him at CecilGrimesCosplay.com. That's C-E-C-I-L-G-R-I-M-E-S Cosplay, C-O-S-P-L-A-Y.com. And, of course, you can email him, CecilGrimesCosplay at gmail.com, and you can follow him on all the social media, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and, of course, Instagram. So give him, give him some love and tell him the happy hour Johnny Deuce sent you. And uh, his uh, lovely companion here, Tara, um, what do you like to do? Uh, cosplay is my thing. That is her jam. I have actually started it, oh, what we say? Oh, just about a year ago. Nice. And uh, Cecil was with me, of course, and we decided we wanted to get into it because we've always loved Halloween, our favorite holiday. Love the dress up. Yes, <laughs> we nice. love to dress up and enjoy it. And who doesn't want to be a kid again? That's true. I li- I like I I think it makes one thing I I like the cosplay too from time to time and I, I love going to conventions and we talked that we had the amazing Umberto and um many many uh and they were here uh um talking about the <laughs> sorry I'll edit that out we were talking about the uh, awesome Lakeland uh, Zombie Fest coming October seventeenth uh and uh, one of the things about cosplaying like in conventions and stuff you kind of get to Someone you got to you kind of get to break out of your uh, shell there a little bit and become someone you're not. You know you could be, especially with like with zombie. Like you, we had some people that you like Deuce. When you got to cause when you got your zombie face paint on, you look like a different person. So I that did. was really really cool. Like you can kind of be in disguise and 
And some people have uh, an, an issue being in crowds. You know, they have that. Uh, they do. They get, they get the anxiety. If you anxiety, will. yeah. It's like, oh, there's people around me. I don't feel comfortable. Right. Yeah, no, no. And I think it's cool because, like, you kind of, for a moment, you kind of feel you feel good for a day. Like, you get uplifted, you know, because people, usually at conventions, these are your people. I always say, these are my yeah. people. Because, like, people it's can relate. They're not going to judge you. you. They're going to go in and, and high-five you, give you random hugs. They They're going to, you know, come and, like, they treat you almost like royalty in a way because, like, they, they look at you like, wow, I, I know exactly, especially if it's something that you really love, like a medium or, like, if it's anime or Walking Dead or, or whatnot, uh, Star Wars, uh, whatever, you can come in and be like, you know, I love that. You love that. And we get to kind of share that moment. It's really kind of, not just sound cheesy, but it's kind of magical. Like it's an, ex- uh, 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 an experience that you get to share with somebody. It's no, it is. They, they get to show off their their creativity, their mm. their their talent with working with materials to to do the costumes. You get that day to be with people, like minded people, and it's just uh, everybody's looking to enjoy it and possibly take it to the next level. And everybody thinks about being a star or a superhero, and this is they get to do it for a little while. Yeah, it's 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 pretty special. And uh, I I what was the first cosplay that you did, Tara? Um, actually, it was a little over a year ago, and um, I did. We went to Nerdfest for the first time, which is in Melbourne, Florida, and um, I did. I did Kickass. You know the movie Kickass. Yeah. Hit Girl. Oh, nice! I can see that. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> so I had the short hair with purple coloring all through, and it was amazing. I have to tell you, I totally enjoyed it. It was, it was thoroughly wonderful. And uh, it was my first cosplay, but I was so excited. And I made a lot of this stuff myself, but it was homemade. It was fun. We went and enjoyed it. And I had people coming up and loving it, taking our pictures. And we had a blast. Yeah, it, it was worth it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think that I think Nidacon may have came before Nerdfest. I, I can't get those confused. But Nid- we did go to Nidacon, which was our first convention convention. Um, and uh, at that one, she dressed me up. <laughs> she, she knows the she knows the anime a lot better than I right. do, yeah. and uh, it, it, I like my character. Everybody loved the character. I wish I knew more about it at the time, <laughs> but I did watch it a few yeah. times, and it's, it was a great time. That's awesome. Yeah. So let's 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 talk a little bit. We kind of in our pre-show. Uh, or after show or pre show whatever we were we were talking a pre show uh, shots pre show shots is that what we're calling it? <laughs> yeah the things that are on Instagram that's blowing up right now yes if you it is seen it. yes uh, we were we were kind of talking about the zombie lore and it's it's huge it's been huge I'd say the last I think in the last four years it's really blown up like I feel like you know we mentioned to earlier alluded earlier about you know you've Halloween uh, Horror Nights, and you have uh, what's that? One, is that Hallow Scream and Bush Gardens yeah, and all yeah, that yeah, stuff? Yeah, like, yeah, the, yeah. like there's like the different. <laughs> and then there's the Lakeland Zombie Fest. Lakeland dude, Zombie you Fest. Can't forget about that, Deuce. You're so happy tonight. I love it. You're I know. <laughs> I know. It's the Lakeland Zombie Fest. Can't yeah, it's really really that. cool. But of course, you know, it. I, my love of zombie started off with uh, George A. Romero. Like, you know, like his, his stuff. It was very original, uh, especially you look at, like, the effects used back then, you know, like all the, the prosthetics and the makeup and everything like that. Like, there was no CG back then. I mean, no one no one even knew what that was. I mean, it, it was really special because, like, it was more intimate and more organic, you know, and I, I really appreciate that stuff. And that's why I, I think what's so great about The Walking Dead television show, obviously great writing, great cast, great characters, but I also think that they're using old-school movie effects, you know, on, on, on the zombies and everything like that, the prosthetics and, and – uh, 
I think this. I, I really, for me, like being growing up, I, being a big horror fan, you know, a big horror buff. Uh, I just really appreciate that stuff. You know, I, I kind of look at it with more of an analytical eye than more probably the average person does. Um, and I love uh, attention to detail is great, especially in that show. Um, and I think that show really catapulted, you know, to the ne- the stratosphere, if you will. Uh, Our group. S- so my question to you, Cecil, is when did you start? You know, when did you f- realize, or have you always known, like, hey, I look like that guy? No, actually. Um, How did it start? Y- would you believe I, it must have been season three, uh, going into season four? Wow. I started growing my. Uh, my beard out a little bit mm-hmm. and people started mentioning things and um so i, I was like uh well i'll go to the uh, zombie walk in melbourne little zombie gathering every year yeah and uh had the cheap sheriff shirt and you know a different holster than a, you know the non-authentic i come walking over the hill up above where everybody was gathering and as i walked over the hill everyone probably 200 people turned and started to see me, and I got a picture with every one of them that day. So it was it was huge. That it was, was awesome. huge. And then I went home and then watched all the episodes. <laughs> <laughs> we did this huge I was marathon. G- I got behind. I it was so funny. it was amazing though. Our marathon after that day, we had no idea how big it was, and we started watching, and we were hooked. Yeah, the people. <laughs> that show's great. The people loved it, and it's just getting, you know, bigger and bigger. And to, to have a character that's so good at what he does, there's such a a performance with so many yeah. levels that he can make somebody that looks like him popular. Yeah, that is just just amazing in itself. Just to even look like somebody that uh, has such a talent and has got so much buzz, I, I, it just shows a lot about Andrew Lincoln. Well, yeah, Andrew Lincoln. I mean, he you know he's he's done a lot of interesting roles, and I feel like that this is this is a role that is going to stick with him for a long time. Well, he's he's really actually what put him on the map, in my personal opinion, was uh, Love Actually. There's that oh famous yeah, scene. that's one of my favorite. You know what I'm talking movies. about? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Love, Love Actually, movie. he was yeah. in that, and it was it was one of my favorite. It's a really good. Time. It's a holiday, you know, Christmas uh, film. It's my favorite. Um, Christmas it's a very good uh, and um, very good film. Lots of amazing cast in there, but Andrew Lincoln, he has a famous oh, yeah. meme where he's got the cards like telling her, you know, what, what he really thinks about yeah, this lady. Go look at go look it up. I think yeah. it's on Netflix or on demand. It's a really great movie, uh, really fun, um, and uh, Andrew Lincoln. I think that's kind of where he kind of got, you know, it was like very big deal, like when it came out, when that movie came out, it was really, really good. But I do, I do, I do agree with you. Like before that, like what other stuff does people really remember him N- for? No, not no. much, right? The average, uh, the average consumer, yeah. right? And it was like, I, I think what makes let's let's kind of break down like what why Walking Dead's popular because obviously the zombie lore is big and everything, but I think the story people are captivated by because you think about Rick Grimes, what happened to him? This is gonna be spoiler territory, so. He he's a cop, right? You know, and uh, right. a lot of stuff happens. He he gets shot or something, yes, I think, and then he wakes up and he's in the hospital. He doesn't know how long, and y- it's he's a, a been in a coma for a hot minute. Yeah, yeah. it's like it's like a fish out of water experience. If I that's the way I look at it, it's like you have all these questions running through your head. Where am I? What how? You know, is my you know my uh, coworkers okay? You know, is you know my partners okay? Where's my family? Where's my kids? And all that stuff. And he's thinking about that, and he's all all of a sudden he knows is hey. Uh, this uh, IV drip's been here and it's empty and I'm like, uh, where's the nurse? I'm trying to hit the call button and he and he walks out. He's still in pain. He's still drugged up a little bit, you know. And obviously his his body's atrophied a little bit. His, so he's got to walk. Blocked. It's very difficult. It really well. Oh yeah. And I just like I'm sitting here going like, wow, this is really you know. I I had, I had read the 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 first volume, the first trade, if you will, uh, 
uh, first graphic novel volume before I watched the, the pilot. So I had a little bit of a knowledge of it, but I was like watching it, you know, uh, on screen for the first time. I was like, wow, this really kind of painted a picture, you know, um, kind of got to go outside the lines of the comic and literally and figuratively. And so I was watching this. And I was like, all right, well, where's this going to go? And so he's walking through and then all of a sudden you see lights flickering and you're like, okay. There's no music being played either. It's all complete silence. Oh yeah. Which is very eerie because y- you know they, when you think of a lot of like big produced stuff, you think of big sweeping orchestral scores coming in, but no, you just hear them breathing and and panicking and like, <sighs> like y- and y- you're starting to your heart's starting to pound. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you're, you're watching it. Like and I get super super fanboy over this stuff, but like I I really like I overanalyze a lot sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I was like watching all the things and how lived in this hospital think about that for a second this hospital looked lived in for example like that's that you should never have to say that you know like a lived in hospital like it's really weird uh you see things aren't the way they are and then you see this door but you say well you, you know, he's, he's a cop he just comes out of coma he's, he's still there to save people and help people yeah, and, he, and then and he's going to this thing. door he wants to help people, he hears people he gets out of the hospital. behind that door that sounds like they need help and right. then to, you're like don't don't yeah. do yeah. it that was uh, the way they played that and what they film it they film it raw. It's al- almost, you know, to that level. It, you, you like you, you got a camcorder with. Yeah, you. It's, I mean, like it's, it's done well. But it's, yeah. it's 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 for, done for almost like if you were fly on the wall, like you're exactly. experiencing that's what he's experiencing. That. Yeah, that, that that makes so much difference. It's not yeah. all, f- you know, crystal clear. Yeah, and, and well, the per- sets yeah. Are, are real. I mean, right. you're you're out in the woods. Right. You don't have to worry about you know doing all that. So it gives it such a such a you know real to it. Well, like I said, you get it involved. You do, and I think what's great is like there's a, there's there's I don't know if it's in the pilot or the second episode, but like there's a thing where he's he sees this zombie lady and she has half a torso and she's crawling and you're like, he doesn't know what to think. He's just like. Okay, I gotta get away from her or whatever, and then and then you know he goes through all the stuff and he's starting to see the world's changed and everything like that, and then he realizes she's suffering. Like you, you've got to put her out of her misery. And you think about it, this is a human being that, like this is me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like so, it kind of gets really human. Like the humanistic part of you like feels for them, you know. And I think that's what's so weird is that you're not just shooting a monster; you're shooting someone that used to be a human, you know. And like uh, I think it really hits you a different way than you know. If you had like I don't know some sort of big old uh, werewolf or I don't know werewolf is a human too I guess is a bad example but like if you had this big crazy space alien that came down and you're you know I just felt like it's it, you know you were you were a human that that's what a zombie was it was a human and like she was suffering and she she didn't know how to, I don't know it hit me in a, a very deep way like uh, I just in general the zombie lore in general is very fascinating so yeah. it wasn't coming as as the zombie kill a day it was uh, it comes to, to you a real life you know yeah like heart. Well, because yeah, I mean, we've all had experiences like that. We because we all we've all of us have been hit by death and by you know very big tragedies in one way or another. And like so, like this kind of hits you in a in a different way. And the show took it from more of a real perspective. Like if this were real to happen in real life, like you didn't feel super CG, super Hollywood. It felt like you're like you said, you're a fly on the wall. You're here experiencing what they're experiencing, you know. And I, I kind of that's why I like Walking Dead. I I, I think it really kind of resonated with me, probably. You know, a more deep level than the average person, probably. But yep, I agree. Actually, I think that more than anything, I would consider one of my favorite—I um, would guess say dramas—because they are not only producing something that's uh, beautiful and, and two horrifying. Two million other people. Two billion yeah. other people. Yes. True. <laughs> but they are saying this is in real life. What would happen? And this is what we are portraying. These people, these characters, they're real. Like, what would you do? You know, and th- it gives you that question. What would you do if you're in that situation? You know, like, what? I mean, there's people out there that are corrupt that want to capitalize on everything, every single thing. 
you know, uh, any bad event, people want to capitalize on it, uh, bad people, you know. And so it's like, it, but if you're there and, like, you want to look out for your own skin, you want to look out for your own family, and sometimes you have to make risks and sacrifices, you know. Like, there's that scene where, I think in the first season, where he's, he meets up with the, the family, the boy and the, the father and the son there, and they don't, they, they don't trust him right away because they've had, they see all this happening. You know, and they, they lost people in their lives. And, and so, like, he kind of had to ingratiate himself within that family. And they kind of feel like, all right, well, there's people out there like me. I have to kind of – because you put up a facade, a wall there when you – especially, if, A, if you never met someone. A lot of people put up a wall, you know, because you don't know who people are. And then, obviously, you're in a zombie apocalypse. You, you definitely have a wall put up, literally and figuratively, because you want to protect yourself, you know, emotionally and, you know. Uh, physically, and it's like, you know, being able to, like, kind of see there's other people out there like you that are going through the same struggles, you're not alone, because I think that's the thing he felt. Sorry, I'm, I'm overanalyzing no, this. No, I, I'm no, like, no, I get super no. deep and uh, passionate about this stuff. You're totally fine. I like yeah. that. I enjoy that part of it, and it's very important to me. You should but I do want to ask you a question, Johnny. Sure. Who's your favorite Walking Dead character? That's a good question. Yes. Come on now. Don't be shy. You may have one guy and one girl if you'd like. Ooh. I'm going to get back to you on that. Yeah, I have to think about it. That's a tough that. question. Let me throw some out on the table. I, I know that's a, uh, a cliched answer, but like I, I'll have to think about it. I'll get back to you. Y you're yeah, 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 go ahead. Yeah, I may get some hates from this one. Okay. But, uh, that's okay. The governor. Oh, oh yeah. What, when I, I sympathized with him. I understood a lot of what he was. It was really hard to hate did. him. It was a hard to hate him. It, you know. He crossed the line, and you know, he but he was, but he had a lot of, you know, at first, but intelligence about what he was doing. Well, Ruthless, yeah. crazy, but, but he still. had but a plan. Yeah, yeah. Like he said, "Look, this is what I'm doing. I've got this little area. I'm taking care of it." Even his yeah, daughter yeah. in the cage, you know, you still, you know, it's like, oh, it was terrible. No, he didn't want to lose her, you know. Yeah, he, he felt like really he was doing character. what was, was right in his mind. He thought yeah. maybe in the end, maybe get a cure and cure her and bring her back maybe maybe but yeah no yeah. i'm right there with you and he was sat there with the fish tanks i'm like yeah crazy <laughs> <laughs> no i'm not all the way caught up fyi i'm not finished the last season so oh yeah so we're okay we're, we're still good i think we're, we're still, still good yeah so i'm just saying just governor. fyi before we uh, go into then. deeper territory i want to i want to put your question back to you because i'm still thinking who's your favorites several. I okay. Mean, it's really hard to pick. Oh, yeah, that's my question. I'll yeah, see you yeah, the same see. answer that I use. I oh, mean, I have to get I, back to I you. I actually love Rick for his uh, leading skills and his decision making. Um, I think he's amazing. Right. But I also admire other people for their skills. So, I mean, well, I have to say Carol is obviously been through a lot, but she is one of my favorites because of her amazing love for everybody on the team. She wants to do whatever it takes. And I really admire her. I think that Norman Reedus. Um, yes, indeed. he he kind of catapulted because I don't know if a lot of people, you know, like I don't know if a lo the average mainstream audience really knew who he was. I mean, so there's some hardcore fans, you know, that knew his past works, but I don't know. Would you consider him a huge like celebrity? I would say I he had a oh, cult huge. following. Yes. Oh, coming in a cult following. Yeah. Yes, but the I average the average audience coming into the Walking yeah. Dead. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie if. I'm a Walking Dead producer. I put him in that because I can tell you right now, Walking Dead season one, eh, eh. You put Norma Reedus in that. It's like, hey, this is a guy from, you know, uh, 
Boondock Saints. Well, that's what I'm saying. He, that, yeah, that's what a lot of people know him the from. Boondock yeah. Saints falling into it. It's like, right. oh shit, really? The Boondock Saints guys in this? Yeah. And people show up because, no yeah. offense, the rest of the actors and actresses in the show are kind of eh. They didn't have a following for that, which is good because you're well, cheap. Well, Rick Grimes' yeah. wife, uh, she was from Prison Break, so I was I really liked her a lot. Yeah, yeah. She, no, she, she had a following. Yeah, she had a follow. hot Prison Break following. It was well, no, Prison her. Break was pretty yeah, big. For, for all the, you guys, they came to the show season one. <laughs> we love you, you hot, hot Prison Break No, but fans. what I'm saying was like they, the rest <laughs> of you folks, uh, they came for that hot, hot Rick Grimes action. How you doing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank but you, sir. I bet, but here's how I feel about Lori, okay? I mean, I liked her, you know, at certain Both parts. Both episodes. Really? Well, <laughs> I have to tell you, but the problem is most people hate her. And some people actually want me to cosplay her because obviously Cecil looks I exactly would. like Rick. Okay, they want me to do Lori. I've had a request I already. I could do Lori. Can you please? No. <laughs> high five. <laughs> can, we, can we get a little high five? Let me, let me put the mic up. High five. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's high five good. action on that little high five. Wow. Like, I can do Lori. I can tell the right. Cito could totally do wow, Lori. Really? Right. Really? Is this right. what my life has come to? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what your life has come to. So. <laughs> oh, I'm continue, my dear. Yeah. Yes. Anyways, I've Lori. had lots of requests yeah. to do Lori, and I really, I. You know, I wouldn't mind cosplaying her if it wasn't for all the negative response. Well, see, there's, so there's so many people right now that consider her such a negative character, and I myself, you know, have disliked her at several episodes. So I don't know how to feel about that. What do you What do you think? Is she a character What's that? Because that, that was one of the issues that some people had was the whole, you know, she's technically still married, and you know, she's yeah, that got really weird. That was that got that was super okay. weird. It was okay, Cecil. Cecil. That's my best bud. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they thought I was dead and, and eaten. Right. He was taking care and made sure they right. lived. Right. You don't know what the happened. The people that lived. Right. A million that like, died. Like, if you think that your husband and everyone's yeah. dead, like, God. you got to move on, right? Yeah. Like, if you Which were. Which is a sad thing because that's the one guy I want to cosplay as. So, it's like, I want to cosplay Shane? as Shane. Yeah. Because, yes, yeah. Wh- what am I, the only guy that looks like, if I'd lose maybe right. about that's 40 true. pounds, is Shane. So if I want to play with you guys, because you guys have a little, hey, you gotta come and play in our little sandbox. You gotta, you gotta fit a part. Who am I gonna fit? Is Shane? Abraham will yeah. spray your hair orange. Oh we'll my give God! You I would handlebars, love to be Abraham. I'm just some not boots. Good I'm just <laughs> a military I'm, I'm boots. Right now, I love Abraham. <laughs> okay, I guess I have a qu- uh, question for you. Was like, what was the first like horror film that really got you like got you excited about the genre? Well, it depends on your definition of horror films. That, that I guess that's an even that is true. Like yes, because exactly. you kind of can differentiate them. You can you can separate them to subgenres. You exactly. know, like slasher, thriller, horse. You know, I mean, there's. And when you're younger, you actually consider horror to be a totally different category. I would say my first scary movie that I saw was, of course, Jurassic Park. Oh wow! Twenty three years ago. Wow. Uh, yes, when I was very young, and uh, Predator. Yeah, exactly. I love them both, and they were both amazing to me. Jurassic Park, Predator, and Alien. One of my favorite movies of all time. Alien, not Aliens. Oh. Interesting. No. Alien, the original Sigourney Weaver, is that one of my favorites. I agree, because like I, uh, Alien is a psychological thriller in space, yeah. and yeah, yeah. Aliens is a sci- science fiction film with thrilling it's elements. It's a science fiction yeah. 
science fiction film with thrilling elements is how I phrase it. But yeah, it, they're two totally different films to me. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, so. But the first one is my favorite. Alien is amazing. And Sigourney Weaver is perfect. She's excellent in it. Um, I, I loved Alien as well. Uh, I love Aliens as well, too. The, they're, you know, there's something, they both feel like two separate entities for me that happen to be within the same universe, yeah. quote unquote. And they're two um, totally different movies. Yeah. One's a, like a suspenseful movie, right. one's an action yeah. movie. Right, so for me, the one I, the one that the the movie that got me really in, and that got scared, I guess, as a kid was Nightmare on Elm Street, the original. Ooh. Uh, big Poltergeist for you. You liked Poltergeist. Poltergeist was creepy. Yeah. yeah, that was good. I was not allowed to watch those because I was too young. At that point. Yeah, I mean the nightmare. Sorry. The Nightmare on Elm Street was because uh, think about it. All these other science fiction like horror films, like that's not that, that can never happen. But you have dreams, you have nightmares. You know what I mean? Like the fact no that shit. Like, so it's like it's like I poop. Yeah. Like, so but yeah, it's it's something that happen. like yeah. I have nightmares. Those yeah. are things that happen. yeah. So it's like something that you can relate to like every day. You know, if that you have music, night- still gets me. Oh, it's so good. Oof. So yeah, don't yeah. don't get him started. Yeah. He's, he's I, I'm a, I'm a film score buff. He's a film so. score guy. Sleep. If you start talking about him about film scores, he'll be here for now. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's so good though. But so, did you want to go see the new Poltergeist when it comes out? Uh, no, I heard it was more like a shot for shot remake. Uh-huh. Um, and I was like, eh. yeah. you know, we they've done that here, been there, done that before with uh, you know, like Psycho with a shot for shot remake. It's a lot of these right. films yeah. that like. That, that I guess that's a question you get because like when you want to do a remake, quote unquote reboot, what do you do? Because you want to have your own. Ca- do you want to make it very similar to the source material, right. or do you want to change it? Because I remember the Omen. Remember mm-hmm. it came out six six oh six. Like ooh, they, they get to do so that exciting. cool. Yeah, but th- it was almost a shot for shot remake. Uh, yes, exactly. Julia Stiles or whatever's in it, uh, and like it. it I was like, huh? I yeah, it was a little bit more. Because if you've seen the original Omen, the original Omen is really slow. So this mm-hmm. one was a little bit more. The pacing and editing was a little bit, you know, you can keep up with it more. But, right. like, I felt like, you know, like the the brand new, uh, this is like two years ago or three years ago, but when they did the Nightmare on Elm Street reboot, I didn't care for it as much. Mm-hmm. I, I, the special effects look amazing because you think about it, we've evolved, you know, with our special effects yeah. and stuff, and the way they do things looks much better. But I just, I understand how that same feeling that you had back when you were watching. I, I, I just, I don't know. I feel like going back, we talk about Jurassic. You talk about Jurassic Park, right? Exactly. Jurassic World. Now, I'm not saying it's. I haven't seen it yet. I heard it's been been good. It's, you know, it's got s- balls. Yeah. It's a word. Uh, I don't. I haven't hear it was amaze balls, but I heard it was good. Uh, it, it's it's been mixed. Uh, seventy seventy percent on Rotten Tomatoes currently, uh, which is serviceable. Um, yeah. Chris Pratt's just be good and stuff. But like I, I had this whole problem with CG nowadays because not everything CG is bad because there's some great movies that incorporate CG really well like the, uh, for example Avengers, like the the first Avengers mm-hmm. movie CG was, ser- it served the film. It didn't overstate yeah. it, didn't overwhelm you. Yeah. Uh, it was really well done. Uh, but like y- you look at a movie like, I don't know. Star uh, Wars. Like yeah, the, the prequel, the prequels, the last right? Three. Yeah, the prequels was all essentially is all shot on green screen, and the problem is, is like when you're trying to be an actor and you don't have something, mm-hmm. like you, it's got you got to do it in your mind. You don't really have a physical representation there to to help you. Like I don't care, you don't, and I, I to this day I always because people make fun of Natalie Portman, but I go, dude, you're only as good as your script and your mm-hmm. environment that you're in. You know what I mean? Because like she went on later to win an Oscar for Black Swan, and people were like, "What?" Beautiful. I'm like, "Dude, she's a good actress." I'm yes. sorry. When she was 12 years old, she did Lay on the Professional, and she was amazing in that. Yes, like I she's agree. a great actress. Oh, That's a great on. film. Yeah. Oh, 
yeah. Don't, don't even get started on that. That is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's a great Neil film. And the Professional. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. Well, it, it, I guess it. Um, it was originally uh, the professional, and then Leon, yeah. and and it over it was at later. So, uh, but, but anyway, oh my god, when really you good. See her at that young of an age, carrying that heavy of equipment, if you will, right. like watching parents die. Watching, yeah, it was a big you know, deep. I don't. Being yeah, a ser- it's very deep. Serial killer, basically. Right. You know, it's very you deep. See that, and then she goes Star Wars. Ooh, ooh. That's yeah. all another episode. Go on, go yeah. on. <laughs> Yeah, that's another topic for another day. I got a few things. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, it's like the whole CG. You know, you look at movies like you look at Man of Steel, for example. Best Superman's ever looked in flight. Like he looked great in flight. It's not the whole Christopher Reeve where he's on a table on, you know, uh, on a blue screen or whatever green screen. Um, but they've evolved very much. But the thing is, you look around and you get over just. I don't know. You kind of get desensitized a little bit. That was the problem I had with the trailers for for Jurassic World. Was like. Camera angles don't look realistic anymore. You, yeah. I get taken out because of not feeling. Because back in the day, Spielberg, everything was done with real cameras. Like oh, yeah. that was like if a camera couldn't get to that point, you didn't shoot it. Like you didn't. Re- you had minimal CG yeah. at best. Yeah. It only it was only helped to add to the scene. It wasn't there to take over the scene. And I think that's the problem you have with a lot of films. Like the, the Star Wars prequels are a great example. You know, like. Well, oh, that was actually one of the reasons that we chose to go and see an IMAX is because I knew there would be some special effects. And I said, you know what? This movie is big enough that I think it needs to be an IMAX. So we saw IMAX 3D. Oh, you did see it already, Jurassic yeah. World. Oh, so yes. Oh, what are you, what's your thoughts on yeah, it? I, I haven't went seen last it. last night. I saw it on yeah, the Facebook page. Different you have differing thoughts. opinions. Okay. Well, well, well this okay. is interesting because this is a conversational okay. podcast. So I have to say the first half of the movie, I was worried. I was very concerned about it, and uh, it dragged a little bit for me. But the second half, I was on the edge of my seat and loved it. And um, I love seeing it in 3D and IMAX because it is such a big movie. Mm-hmm. And you want dinosaurs to be big. Hello. True. In your face. Right. Which is actually the only way to see it. I would say if you go see it, do it that way. If you go and see it on a regular screen, you might not be as happy. Okay. But I did love it. And I actually love the ending. But I'll tell you right now, if you go see it in regular theater, you might not be as happy as you want to be. Okay. Fair enough. Well, they, they opened... You know, trying to get that massive effect. You know that they did a wonderful fly-in over the island, across the park, taking in all the scenery and everything, which was you know they're trying to get that awe, right? And then the script just took a turn. You got all these guys with guns out there trying to kill this one. Well, I hate to spoil it for you. Kill this one uh, dinosaur they're after, and they're watching it eat somebody and not firing a shot. You know, it, it's the, the, there was things in it that the, the script just didn't – it wasn't realistic. I mean, movie, but it was it w- went off the script for me. They had some really great fight scenes, you know, and, and great special effects. But I think the, 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 the script lacked, mm-hmm. and the main hero, mm-hmm. you know, he lacked something. He didn't have he the sparkle. Didn't. He, didn't, he didn't have the special it factor. It didn't light up. You know, great special effects, and that's a lot of movies you go to. It may not be a great movie, but it's a great special effect. Mm-hmm. I think that's what this came out to be. It's mm-hmm. not It's not that. If you had to rate it out of 10, what would you give it? I know I'm putting you on the spot. Uh, out of 10 popcorns, how many would you give it? <laughs> <laughs> 10 I out of 10 scale. I, I, I give it a 7. Okay. You how about you? What would you give it out of 10, Tara? If you're a Jurassic, oh, sorry. If you're a Jurassic Park fan, you would definitely give it an 8. If you're not a dinosaur fan, then you would give it a six. Oh, that's a that's nice way fair. to put it. That's, that's fair. fair. That's very fair. Thank you, Smart Yeah. <laughs> I'll make it holler. 
That's cool. Um, so what time is it? Uh, oh, it's eleven twenty. Yeah. I'm gonna start working on it. Wait till twelve or nothing. Yeah. Still up. Mm -hmm. Surfing and thing. If you got, do you have more questions? Uh, where did you? Where are you working at? Home with Taylor here. Uh, no, I'm, I'm just working here. Oh, okay. Because I had a few more things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I guess my 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 main problem with a lot of new films today, they don't feel real. Like like your your brain is smart enough where it, it you the, the CG doesn't really trick you. But there's certain aspects where if you a lot of more of the close quarters zoomed in shots, like for example, I say some I, I'll give you a good example of a really good CG that blew me away uh, in recent memory was uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. I don't know if you saw that film. But the way they did the the apes and monkeys, like there's certain scenes where I'm like, is that a real ape? I, like my, it was tricking me. It was like the first CG to really trick my mind. I was like, because there's an orangutan in there. I was like, holy crap, that looks photorealistic. Like the way they moved it, the the the, the hair follicles moving around and the muscle fibers. I was like, wow, they really spent some time into this. And like it just like I know the technology is there. But obviously, that co it's very cost. Of, you know, cost it costs a lot of money. You know, to be able to put that time and energy and effort into you know, a the the type of computers that will process all that as right. well. So it's like, did you did you see the film at all, Donna? I, Donna I did see the film, and uh, you know, and I agree with you. That was just amazing. Eyes, hair, right. and, and hair is the hardest thing they say to get down. And the the bigger the computer. The more realistic they're going to go, and, and the computer's there now. It looked they did it right. It looked better up close, though. I mean, what I'm talking about was where the, there's a scene where in, the, in where, the, where one of the apes is injured. I won't go into details who, but they're all huddled around it, and it's very close, almost like you know, uh, framing around the face, mm -hmm. and it looks really good. The only time you ever kind of go is when they're zoomed away and they're fighting in the city. Then you then you're like, okay, well that's it. Still looks good, but it's you know CG. But like when they kind of took more attention to like how cl getting it close in and you're you kind of get you know you're, you're almost like you're there in front of it you uh -huh. know it was I thought it was really well done. I um, think uh, I would throw it out there, Prometheus. Prometheus. I didn't, I didn't find any error in that film. I, I, I you know I think it was I think it was perfect uh, you know uh, special effects. Um, of course they used both, right. but I, I thought it was a great you know you know blend of technology and real props. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that's what's exciting about the new Star Wars movie, uh, uh, Force Awakens. I hear they use puppets. Hmm? I hear they use oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. They use real organic sets. Like, they built a Millennium Falcon on set. Like, they built a whole Millennium Falcon on set. Nice. They built, like, they built a full X-Wing for, for a set. Like, it, it's so, like, there's a lot of stuff. And J.J. Abrams gets it. Like, he grew up watching Star Wars, and he knew, and he wasn't a fan. Well, he hasn't come out and, you know, obviously, you're a director now. I guess you can't defame a franchise, but I know he's been disappointed, if you will, at the prequels himself. Uh, and like he's using real world sets, like I'm in organic sets, like things like obviously there's gonna be some CG in the film, obviously. But like he, he, he the fact is he's listened. He knows like he's coming from that fan, you know, that fanboy, you know, back in the day watching the films and and you know seeing the sets and the the lightsabers and the and all the droids that Lucas said they would fall apart and, like, they had to have to work on them, tinker on them, you know, to get them just to go a few inches and, like, where they were real things that you can interact with and you can get more of emotion, you know, out of mm -hmm. these characters because you have something real that you can, you know, work on. Um, and I think that's, to throw it back to The Walking Dead, I, f I feel like it's so much easier when you have an actual real prop, a real person that you're acting against, you know, or with, you know, um, and you kind of get that more of like, all right, this guy here is going to be green in about four, three, four months, but pretend like he's here and he's this tall. And like, 
yeah. it's really tough, you yeah. know. And I think that was a pro- I, I, I go back to this one shot in um, uh, episode two, uh, the re- the uh, prequels, uh, where Ewan McGregor and uh, award, you know, he's won several awards. You know, he's an amazing actor. Ewan McGregor, awesome. Train spotting. I mean, the dude's awesome. He he's there's a scene where there he's all green screen all around him and he's has this alien so they go all right well we're gonna have like this big long stick with the alien's face on it there's a picture cut out you've got to look at it and act to it like I mean I don't care how good of an actor you are that's gonna be tough to really get that inflection that emotion that you want to display on Multiple screen times, I yeah I yeah it's yeah. really tough I can name them but yeah I, I agree yeah it loses it loses that special aspect to, yeah. s- to draw you in. When they're looking at him, but they're looking over to the left, and they're supposed to be looking at him. You know, you catch that, and you're like, "Oh, yeah. I lost it for a second. Yeah, you know. You, you but uh, no, it, again, The Walking Dead. That it's all real. All the zombies are, are are you know characters. You know, it's just it's just uh, it's it can happen. Yeah, you know, you for can, sure you can believe it. Yeah, you can absolutely can believe it. But uh, you know, it's been a it's been a good run there. Yeah, I mean, um, and I I think it's. I don't know, like, we, we all, I hate to use the word fanboy, but <laughs> fanboy, fangirl, but, like, I think that's what's so great, like, especially nowadays, you know, being a geek slash nerd, whatever, like, it's it's glorified more than ever, because, I mean, growing up, I was always teased and made fun of reading comics and playing video games, but now, you know, you have, it's kind of, like, popular now, like, it's a popular culture now to be that way, people aren't really judging you like they used to, you know, and, like, it's, it's cool to cosplay now, it's cool to dress up or whatever and costuming as some of the cool kids say it's cool to do that it's cool to go you know watch video game play video games it's cool to read comics it's cool to go you know geek out and watch movies and stuff like that like it's it's like the end thing to do now uh-huh. and it feels kind of surreal to me because i'm like i've never changed i'm just the same person but because everyone else is liking what i because you think the perfect example is the marvel movies i always throw it to that no one knew these movies were going to be successful because they even tried back in the day. There, there's been the Flash show. There's been Captain America movies and shows, and they all flopped. They never did anything. But it wasn't until, like, the Marvel Cinematic Universe really took off with Iron Man, the first Iron Man movie. It was like, people were like, wow, this is – you could take this as a legit good movie that happens to have a comic character in it, but it's just a good movie, right. period. You know, and, like, so it, it's, it's great to see kind of, like, that, that change from the Iron Man all the way to Avengers now. Fast forward to Avengers, and it's, it's pretty incredible to see, you know uh, – What's going on right now? Exactly, and it all these conventions that are popping up—it's like there's, it seems like a convention every other week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and put in a different name to it, bring a bunch of people together with a, you know, spend some money, and it—I it, hate to say it, but it's going to trend. Yeah, it's going to trend. Mm-hmm. But uh, the ones that actually are um, at the top of the game, you know, they're going to take it and do something with it and enjoy it. Everybody's going to enjoy it. Right. It's just not going to have the uh, the uh, the I think the strength behind it to do huge conventions at huge convention halls, it'll start to be more personal right? and smaller. Yeah, a little more intimate, yeah. Um, and because of the fans like us that still liked it before are going to continue to like it regardless. But I do think that there's going to be a point where it's going to hit a saturation point where it's just people are going to be like, all right, I am burnt out on these Marvel movies. I don't want to see a guy with a shield or a guy that's green that punches stuff. I don't want to see that anymore. Or I don't want to I want to take a break from it for a while, you know. Um, and... I kind of, and I don't know how much you guys play video games, but like I equate it to Rock Band and Guitar Hero. Uh-huh. Rock Band and Guitar Hero were huge. Like it was Guitar Hero was first. It got really big, really, really popular. There's tournaments, and then and then Rock Band came out, and it was like they're battling back and forth. Like what was the better, you know, 
uh, game or whatever. And then all of a sudden, people got tired of it, and it went away for five years. And now they're wanting to have a resurgence, bring it back again, let's see how it goes. Uh -huh. But, like, I think it happens with anything. You get kind of oversaturated. You get It's too dense. Like, it's, it's just too much for you, and you kind of get overwhelmed, and then you kind of, like, the natural reaction is to kind of back away, step back from it for a while, you know. And I, I think, look at X Files, for example, oh one of the best yeah. shows ever, in my personal opinion, uh, top ten shows for me, uh, excellent show. Everyone started copying what the X Files was doing, and, and, and even before that, you had Twin Peaks, right? So it's like you have these yeah. shows that like they're like they set a precedence for that era, for that time. Like mm -hmm. no one's doing anything like it. You know, and then people want to try to copy and, and reiterate on what you're doing because it's the popular thing to do. You know, so like I and I feel like now it's a good time. X Files is coming back. Uh, hopefully, it's here to stay again. Um, we don't know if it's just going to be like a small thing, but X Files was was amazing at the time when it came out, um, and uh, you know it's back again. So I, I don't I, I think that's what's going to happen with comic movies. We're going to get to a point. You have what eight more movie DC movies and eight and like ten more Marvel movies. Mm -hmm. Uh, and once we get to like I don't know the ninth, seventh, eighth more movie, I think people are gonna be like, "All right, I'm getting." The I mean, the comic fans will still go see it, but like, I think the average movie audience is gonna be like, "Yeah, all right." That's one word about Ant Man. Like, Ant -Man, oh, that's a good point. Yeah, actually, like Ant Man, I feel is gonna be the precipice. Like, look, we're over the top on you know Marvel movies. We're over the top on comic book movies. It may not get the. If opening weekend, everybody. If Ant Man, in your yeah, opinion, yeah. Uh, if Ant Man bombs, what does that do for the Marvel universe? What do you think? I, th I think that Ant Man was a, it's a tough one to sell. It really it's just is a right. Tough one to sell, you know. And no, nothing against Paul Rudd. He's an awesome guy. It's, it's a great. hard sell. It is. It's just a hard sell. Giving something that's microscopic enough power to knock you to the floor with a punch. Yeah, yeah we like to 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 re release our realistic uh, mind in a movie. But you can only take it so far. You like, right. uh, you know. So really? we'll see. We, you know, it'll be a it'll be a fun ride. Yeah. But uh, it's not going to be a, a blockbuster. Well, and that was the thing. When I always throw it back to Guardians of the Galaxy. That was the dark horse for Marvel. Like n no one knew what Guardians of the Galaxy Ooh, was, unless you're was hardcore. So. Even even me as a comic book reader had never read C Guardians of the Galaxy. So it's a very niche market. And what made that movie succeed was the organic effect it had. People go. Holy shit! Did you just see Guardians of the Galaxy? It was one of the best movies I've seen this year. And then they told their friend, and they told their friends, and they told their friends. It was a snowball effect, and people were just like, "You gotta go see Guardians of the Galaxy. It's so good. You don't have to know what comic books are. You don't. Even, it's just a good movie that yeah. happens to have comic book characters in it. You know, it's a James Gunn film. James Gunn is an awesome director. He makes good movies, and he happened to make a Marvel movie, and it's awesome. Yeah. And it, and it was the highest-grossing domestic film of that year. Yeah, it was awesome. So great, you know. And I don't. I just don't. I don't have that feeling that Ant Man's going to do the same oh, no. thing. And I, I feel. I feel bad for Paul Rudd because he's a good guy, good yeah. actor, and whatnot. Yeah, um, I really, really feel bad. The problem him. was is Edgar Wright left the project, and and Edgar Wright, you know, he he's the guy who did all the Shaun of the Dead films and Hot Fuzz and like yeah. really, really good uh, director. Very funny. Very funny. R yeah, and he he he. The writing was on the wall because, like, if he leaves the project, something's wrong. Something's wrong there. It's forcing him, a high, you know, a high tier director, to walk away from the project. There's something wrong there, and I, and he even said, you know, that the script that they have in the film is not the one that you're gonna see in the film. So even the script went through a bunch of rewrites after he left. So that's kind of because uh, Edgar Wright likes to write and direct his films, and he does. He it's his, it's very personal I think to him. That's why he left. I think he's yep. like, look, I have this script, and this is what I think. And no, 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 we're going to do this, this, and this. I'm like, no, I want to do this film. And I think Marvel put their hand 
deep enough in it. He's like, look, it's not my movie anymore. I'm right. out of here. Right. And we have allegedly a friend of ours, allegedly, right. who said the exact same thing. Yeah. It's like, look, I came to the project. Our friend knows he's friends with Edgar Wright, so he's yeah. talked uh, to him. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, allegedly. alleged friend of <laughs> ours. <laughs> allegedly. He's an alleged friend of Edgar Wright. <laughs> Uh, yeah. said literally that he signed on for a film. He's like, look, I signed on for this film, which was film A. You're giving me film B. And he's like, no, I'm not doing it. And he left. So. Well, that's another thing why Joss Whedon's not returning back to, to uh, you know, he's Avengers. Done. He's done. Because, like, done he had a lot things. of issues with, with ex- allegedly, uh, with executives. Because, like, you know, they, they, they have a certain way they want to market the film and a certain way they want the film to, pr- to present itself. And it's even not even marketing. It's like, I want to do the film a certain way because that means I can sell these certain action figures. I can sell these T-shirts. I can sell, right. like... You have a lot of talking heads yeah, that you yeah. have to you appease. You make a film, and you think, oh, okay, I'm just making a movie. It's like, no, you're not making a movie. You're making action industry. figures. Industry. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's an industry that's behind it. It's like action figures, uh, Taco Bell, Burger King tie right. yeah, It's, right, right. you know, a T-shirt. all this bullshit. People want to make money. Into it, yeah. You know, you've got to make... you got to try to make everyone happy, which is impossible, in my yeah. opinion, but they try anyways, but... You know, uh, and I, 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 have you guys seen, you saw Avengers Age of Ultron? Yes, we did. We yeah. went to see that as a, as a premiere. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, nice. What did you think of Age of Ultron? Not not that we have to go on a review or anything, but w- overall, what did you think of it? Um, kind of overwhelmed. I don't know what, what the, uh, you know, feeling was there. I liked the last one more. I did, too. I really, really like the first Avengers. The first Avengers. Yeah, the first Avengers. I'm in the same boat. It seemed like they had too much to prove. It's like we've got to do A, B, C, D, and A, B, C, D, and E, F, and G. And the first movie was like we've got to do A, B, C. And it's like you gave them too much to deal with, and it's way too over the top. It was. It was too many. I, 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 when I f- the first made the first one, I thought it'd be too many of the stars, too many uh, uh, egos, egos, just like yeah. a dis- yeah. a dis- Oh, what was the all uh, um, dispendables? Yeah, uh, expendables. Expendables. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was like that many. Yeah, action movie people. It, it's a lot, let alone a plane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. Which you know, it was it was fun to watch. It was fun. It, yeah. it's, yeah. A it's a great, great movie. movie. Yeah. I love the expendables. This was movies. too. Yeah, and it wasn't. I didn't like it. It was just. It was. It was just a, too much. Too much. Yeah. I, I, can you believe? I, yeah, you say there would be too much. And again, you got a uh, demigod that's uh, that's uh, Thor. Yeah, he can't be killed. Yeah. You know, and, you know, so there's things. He's like, hey, by the way, I've well, got to go to. Uh, and I, that was a, that was. Ex- I was actually having a conversation with a friend earlier today, and he said the exact same thing. There's no threat. Yeah. Like you never feel worried for them. Uh-oh. And that's the thing is, in the first movie, you felt suspense not only for them but for the whole world because the city was crumbling and all that. But here, you were like, eh. Yeah, they're fine. They'll Thor, Thor, out, and yeah. Captain America do their little cool, cam- which is a cool combo. But they do their their the video game combo. Do the video game. Co- the video game combo, uh, and yeah, uh, dude, I don't oh, know what your phone just did, but it, 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 yeah, that's exactly what it is. What is hello, the name hello, of the new hello. character that was was presented at the uh, end? Vision. Yeah. Yeah. Why did the movie even go past that? He is the ultimate force in all of all the universe. He could have just yeah. killed everybody at one time, and it seemed like you know, I was like, well, now you, you you're gonna have somebody. You're good, right? You're good. You have vision. Jared, chime in real quick. Something well, for the audience at home. I'm not comic book person but from what i've read about vision is he's actually a really good guy but at the same time he's an android so i actually have to say dressing up as scarlet witch i did read about him Mm -hmm. and i read about their marriage she obviously married him spoilers spoilers 
But at the end, at the end of the movie, he saved Scarlet Witch. And I was very pleased by that. In the movie, I actually rejoiced. I stood up and clapped. Uh, dressed as Scarlet Witch, of course. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to tell you, it's beautiful. Yeah, she liked it. So yeah, that's liked it. Yeah, uh, I'm excited about that. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I like. I thought Vision was a cool character. I wish yeah. we got yeah. to see him more. Very cool I didn't character. think he was in there enough. But I that's felt. Th- but that's what I'm excited about. Is hopefully I'm hoping to see him again. Civil I War. I think he's gonna be in Civil War. I think. I think what they said uh, Infinity Wars and all that stuff. So like he'll he'll be in all that. We'll see him again later. And I thought Paul Bettany did a good job because I didn't know. Like I knew obviously I knew Paul Bettany was the voice of Jarvis, but I didn't know that he was actually gonna be, like. In the film as himself, like uh, that was really I don't cool. Think little, did. Like, I don't yeah, he think looked good. I was like, like, wow, he yeah. looks really good. He, he looks like Vision. Like they did a great job like, of making him look balls. like Vision. Yeah. So, so thanks, Tara, for that input. I appreciate that. So, um, but yeah, I mean, let's. Yeah, I mean, there's so much going on, and and I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about necrosis. So what is that all about? Well, uh, we got the Walker Stalker Con. Walker Stalker Con, which is the official wa- Walking Dead convention right. all over the United States. It's going to be in Orlando. Awesome. They got with production company. They're throwing an after party, the official after party of the walk- yeah, Walker Mashi Stars. Mashi Productions. Mashi Mashi Productions. It's called Necrosis, and uh, the the theme behind the uh, after party is they found a safe house in this club. Uh, there's a, a scientist that figured out how to control the zombies, so they're going to have uh, you know an incredible show. They always do, and around the pool, which is part of the club, yeah. they're going to have camps of. Uh, of uh, uh, mercenaries that go out and grab walkers, you know, in, and bring them back for experiments. That's right. the premise. So you're going to have a VIP section in their camp, and you're going to have a VIP section inside. Right. And it'll be, it's going to be a cool effect. And, it, it, you know, MegaCon, they, they put on the uh, after party after MegaCon, and it was huge, and it was a great time. I was there. And now they're doing the after party for a Walker Stalker, nice. which is uh, bound to be some uh, – some names come in there. No, the Walker Stalker Con is what because this is the after show. Necrosis is what they named the after party. After party, and that's the same day, right? Same day. So, so Saturday, Saturday, Saturday June twenty seventh, two thousand fifteen. So mm-hmm. definitely check that out. Um, check out Walker Stalker Con, and of course the after party Necrosis Lab of the Dead. Really, really cool from Moshi June Productions. Moshi Productions. Yeah. And on Moshi top Moshi of that, Productions. you gotta, you definitely gotta go check them out. They've got a five hundred dollar cash. Costume contest. Uh, they're also sponsored by our good friends, Player One Video Game Bar, which uh, did all of our uh, pictures for when we started this podcast. We, we love a ton, a ton, a ton. It's sponsored by Walker Stalker Con. Also, don't forget, it's sponsored by Gods and Monsters, which just just opened. It's the newest comic store going on, and it's awesome. So go check them out. And there's a lot, a lot of things going on with this at the necro- necrosis, the necrosis <laughs> after party for the Walker Stalker Con. So you definitely need to go check it out. And they've got me uh, in their commercial promoting it. They nice. do. That's true. And, uh, I'll tell you right now, we're going to be showing this very, very soon on our page, the uh, commercial, because you sent it to me and I was like, holy shit, because I watched the commercial and I was like, wow, that thing is nuts. Like. It's a really, really good commercial with you, and uh, wow. Uh, Mashi Mashi, we've talked earlier. This is coming straight from Deuce's mouth. Me and you have talked. Uh, we'll get some things locked down for the next time you do an after party because we'll, we'll be there for the next one because they had hit us up coming to this one, and we said we couldn't because, you know, it's two days after my birthday, 
there was a lot of things going on. We couldn't do it. But next go around, I'll tell you what. I think it's going to be a happy hour deuce slash moshi moshi event. And it's going to be a lot of cool things going on. Yeah, that's the commercial that we uh, we shot. That was uh, my first, you know, substantial. Yeah, because uh, I, I was watching. I was like, damn, I think it's the most I've ever seen you talk ever I gotta, in the Rick voice. Well, I got yeah. to tell you that that voice, yeah. to, to get that get that voice down yeah it you, you know after if you you can you can look like somebody when you start to think about how they talk some people are easy yeah. rick is or is not difficult not you think close. that would be just uh, raspy and in southern when you think about it when i start breaking it down it's john wayne yeah captain kirk yeah um a little a little, a little elvis is up yeah. in there and some uh uh johnny cash Throwing nice. in there, put in a blender, and then and whip it into a uh, British those guy. Are all <laughs> by, themselves by themselves that aren't easy. Nope. And then when you mix them all together, even more not easy. And when the I, greatest thing I can tell you to do is you need to get somebody to edit those down for you and put on a CD so you can listen to it when you're in the car. You can listen to it when you're sleeping. Oh yeah. You know, twenty four seven. But I can tell you right now, none of those voices are easy. But Johnny Cash isn't easy. You know, uh, none of those voices are easy. When you start to get him down, you, you, it's easy to slip into um, Clinton. Yeah. I, I, you know, you you get the you get the rasp, and I did not have sex with that that young lady. <laughs> and then it goes into yeah. little, uh, what was that uh, Jimmy uh, from? Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy Stewart. Stewart. You get, you get yeah. into that yeah. old man. Type of thing, and it's, yeah. it goes so all over the place. The you, you, gotta, you gotta voice. be, you yeah. gotta be yeah. concentrating because it's and a young man with an old man you're voice. Mixing all these yeah. voices together to make one, and that's the thing, and, and that's a problem. I think it. And Great, my God, and thank God you've got Rick Rhymes to look down mm-hmm. because the voice is probably the hardest voice there ever is because you've got three to four different voices that you've got to. Uh, you know, push together in a sandwich, if you will. You can make a giant Big Mac <laughs> of all these different voices into one big sandwich to spit out, and it, it, you hit them all in the head, and it's hard. And you got to block hard. out thinking about anybody right. but what you're doing because you'll go into that other. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. like you know, I've got this voice in my head, like yeah, I'm doing this, this, and this, and it's like oh, I'll slip into another voice because it'll happen it like that. It's like oh, I've got my voice locked down and. It, it'll stay. I mean, yeah. I, I did the commercial. I, I got close to it, and I think that commercial was probably as long the as closest I've ever seen you do to Rick Grimes. And you stayed on it the whole commercial, and it was on point. It was like if I watched that commercial and nobody said, "Hey, that's not the guy that plays Rick Grimes," I'd have been like, "Damn, like they really got they got Rick Grimes, Andrew like Lincoln." The, yeah, yeah, they got Andrew Lincoln. To do this commercial? Well, Holy I'm, I'm shit going, balls. I'm going, I'm going all in on this before Walker Stock. Yeah, I'm just saying. And you, I should have you it were, down. You were nice. all in. going to have it down yeah. <laughs> before the convention starts. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So anything else Anything else uh, you want to plug or uh, talk about? Just my, my website. Sure, you know, which, which is it's, uh, it's, uh, Cecil Grimes Cosplay. That's C-E-C-I-L. G R I M E S C O S P L A Y dot com, and uh, of course Cecil Grimes, you can find him on there, and uh, they can uh, can they book you as well? Like they people want to book you for events and stuff. Birthday parties, like awesome. Yeah, what we got is a, a book of lookalikes that um, that they can add on. Oh, sweet! At, at different rates depending on nice. the, you know their their awesome. popularity, as well as uh, 
the pro- professional fo- photographic service with green screen. Sweet. Nice. Or you know, just have have them have us over and take pictures freely, or a backdrop, green screen. Nice. And we can also do uh, zombie makeup. So you know, if it's a party, that's great. Make up the kids. Make that's up awesome. the adults. You know, yeah, have that's a awesome. good time. Yeah, it's it's a nice sideline keeping so character. Definitely. So your website basically is a one-stop zombie shop, if you will, for parties, for events, whatever. They hit you up, and they can get you, and they can get other people from the Walking Dead kind of look-alike group yeah. and other people that pay them up. Absolutely. That's, that's a great thing. Go, on, go and see their site. Yeah, definitely check them out, CecilGrimesCosplay.com. And uh, I want to thank you, you know, Cecil. You've been an awesome host, awesome guest, and uh, we really appreciate you coming on. And Tara – we appreciate you coming on as well. Yay. You're amazing, Thank and you. uh, definitely follow him. And uh, yeah, so um, we definitely we we'll come out and see it. Yeah, Walker Stalker, and of course the zom- uh, Lakeland Zombie Fest we'll coming up in October. And, and not to forget the necrosis. Necrosis. This is the after party. Yeah, yep. necrosis. Yeah, <laughs> the after party for the Walker Stalker con. Yep. yep. Which so. is a, a sponsored by Mosey Mosey. Never know who you'll see there. Yeah. Uh, thanks again to Tara Ose uh, and uh, Cecil Grimes uh, for joining us on the Happy Hour with Johnny Deuce. Thank you guys. You You're guys welcome. are awesome. You Appreciate it. Our pleasure. And of course, uh, there's several ways you can find us on the internet at, at HH Podcast Show on Twitter. Of course, uh, Happy Hour Podcast uh, Show on Facebook and all that stuff. And of course, there's three ways you should uh, hashtag us when it comes to the uh, Happy Hour Johnny Deuce. That's hashtag HH Podcast Show. Hashtag Happy Hour Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> and the hashtag Deuces on, on the Loop. loop. Later. Later.